All right, this week's episode, we have discussed weddings ending and how much a couple should potentially cover mm. uh, on a wedding. Uh, the queen passing and trying to make the light of it, the light in the situation, I guess. As Goran has his yin and yang shit, there's always some little bits of light in there you can extrapolate. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll understand what they are if you click through. You know, I'm giving you a bit of clickbait here. Uh, Goran also gave us a bit of a story based on blood clots. Not blood clots. Blood pressure. Sorry, man. high blood pressure. Last week was blood clots. High blood pressure and yeah, go and hate cyclists. Uh, you're under Sorry about if you jump through. Catch you there. Laters. What's happening, Doctor? You're doing it again, man. You're not doing the long, long intro. What's happening, people? <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this is episode of the Indie Doctor podcast. Uh, Goran doesn't like Just it when like I say what's happening, Doctor. So I'm going to say what has been happening, Doctor, and it is... Unfortunately, the Queen mm. passed away. Mm. So, big topics to come off this, but Garen, I'll let you take the floor first because I'm going to take it in a very different direction. So, we started the day, and one of my junior doctors actually made she made a joke. She showed us a meme, and essentially, so the picture that had come out a couple of days before of the Queen with uh, Liz Truss, you could see the Queen's hand, and it was quite badly bruised. So, the meme was... Yeah. Um, who let the F1, F1 is a new doctor, can you let the queen? Because obviously new doctors, not very really serious. Oh, nice, nice, got it. Because obviously when you put a cannula yeah. into the yeah. hand, the needle. And uh, so that was a bit like, ha ha. But then at this point, I didn't really realize that anything was going on. It's it's like at work, the room I sit in, like there's no TVs or such. And it's not like I hadn't watched the news that morning. So I, I, I'd, yeah. yeah and I think it was 12.30, wasn't it? 12.30 it came out about the, the Queen's under medical supervision. Yeah. So this meme we looked at was kind of before that. And then I remember that I took a break that day. And then this is something I found really odd. So obviously the wording. Now medically, the we, the, the, we, the Queen is being kept comfortable. It is like a term we use when somebody's kind of end of life and palliative. So I, I wasn't sure like how much they're trying to say or not say there. Yeah. And then the, you know, the reporters are saying, oh, you know, normally they're very private about the Queen's health. So for them to say this is a big thing and everyone's putting the clues together all the family are traveling they wouldn't be doing that business if something very serious the thing i don't get is all the news presenters were wearing black before it being announced including the people doing the sign language that was when the writing was on the wall yeah so i was like well and because but then you had the some of the presenters saying you know we can't get ahead of ourselves and we just have to wait for the for any updates official updates and i was like but then why are you wearing black like surely that means you know Nah. And then they knew the mm. way it works is I'm sure I've sent you this right. video of seeing how um, if the queen were to ever pass away, this yeah, is the operation. That um, it's like a five minute clip that tells you every operation. London Bridge. London Bridge yeah, or whatever. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So each of the royals have their own thing. Yeah. And they'll call saying London Bridge has fallen. And it takes you through the whole steps and. The black suits and black attire is is a thing where they're all ready. Everyone right. has that ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. Go. No, they have it ready. I understand they wear it when, and they know it's yeah. coming. Obviously, so they've been briefed, haven't they? So they obviously must know. Um, and then obviously the thinking was that they're, yeah, they're not announcing they it until yeah. obviously key members of family are able to see the queen. Now, whether she's passed at this point, or they just you know just want to be in the room, and then they want to announce. That was kind of my thinking. Uh, and I think yeah. actually that's that's what did happen, but they didn't they didn't yeah they didn't wait for Harry. So 
they worked for William, but they didn't work for Harry. So that was interesting. Um, and obviously the show that's still of, um, I think it's William driving the car and everyone looked quite somber in the car. So I think, yeah, at that point it's like, okay, I think she has passed, but they're not saying it. But like you said, all the right, the writing was on the wall, all the signs are there. We, so I've been listening to the coverage on the way back in driving home that day. And then we had a guy coming to, to, what was he coming to do? To look at our floor, our kitchen floor. And he'd arrived and then, you know that Shindy's got the notification for BBC when it makes that little do, do, like the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the guy was like, is that the Queen? That's the first thing he said. And then we looked at it and he was like, yeah, the, the Queen has passed. I think it's six, six day. And that's, wow. that's where we were when we heard it. And it was a, yeah, it was a thing. And I think the, the, the point somebody, one of the presenters made was, you know, we've grown up our whole lives with the Queen being a constant. They talk about the 15 Prime Ministers and I don't know most of those Prime Ministers, but growing up, queen has been a constant like she's just just there uh 96 you know she's done pretty well where where were you when you uh found out i was at home so we had an idea something was going down with work because we had to prep and think all right we've got to pause all marketing activity if this happens so who, who told you that? they always told think you two steps ahead pr pr okay. right um the rumblings came out within senior management that this was right. happening and going down so we were like, okay, because we heard she was under medical supervision and everyone was like, she's gone, hasn't she? Like, we were thinking it's a matter of time because as soon as you see the black suits, as you said on TV, you know it's a wrap, right? And when that happened and it was announced, we all sat there waiting. We were waiting, logged on until six and we said, all right, we'll leave it with management. They'll pause all marketing activity and uh, we'll head off. So we headed off and then I think it was announced Half about six. what, like seven, something mm. around that time. And then paused all activity had that done and then turned it all back on relatively quickly because people got upset within the company. But yeah, so that happened um, and we knew the writing was on the wall and it, it was it was all mm. going down really. And it was just, wasn't really a shock. I've heard that apparently entertainment has known about this since June and they've been prepping all these like videos, obituaries, articles, essentially preempting the time of when she was going to pass away. I don't know how mm. true that is, but that's... It's very that's easy to say, obviously, in hindsight. But yeah, you're right. You All the stuff that's being played now, I think I was watching Young Elizabeth on ITV. It's quite it's quite nice. And the thing for, for me and Shindy is we finished The Crown this year. Yeah. We actually went to a Hollywood Palace in April. Uh, and because Nanizhi was in a wheelchair, she got... Yeah. As morbid as it is, I actually might watch yeah, it no, now. It's, when they would... I mean, they obviously went... They mm. went all the way back to when she took uh, the throne. Uh, you know, age 25 when she's in Africa. And obviously we relate that exactly because we watch the show. We're like, oh, yeah, we know exactly what happened, why it happened. And yesterday the Queen's uh, body was in uh, Hollywood Palace in uh, Edinburgh, which we went to in April. Nani actually, because she was in a wheelchair, she got to go through a separate access, which only disabled people go through. And obviously the Queen uh, and, and Royal. So she went to the uh, throne room, which is obviously where the body was being held yesterday. So that was very, it was very surreal this year. It was like, okay, all these things and yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you saying? I forgot what you were saying. Yeah, man. So I was going to take it a bit different because obviously it's, it's a shame that she's passed away, but you can see some of the the things that have happened around it. Obviously it's taken over the news cycle. Mm -hmm. Everything's gone paused. There's no normal activity. It's essentially been pushed in everyone's agenda. You've mm -hmm. got the bank holiday coming. So naturally, everyone's going to try and see mm. the light in these things. 
And uh, one of the things I noticed was the PR stunts that companies had done. Uh, some of them were pretty distaste, uh, distaste out one. there. So, yeah. for example, everyone saw the one that Domino's okay. had done. It wasn't distasteful. I'd say, I'd say it just didn't look right. Um, it was just put on there and then without a second thought of what's going to be beneath it or near it. But you see, obviously, Domino's come out. I think I saw Wimpy put something mm. out as a statement. And it's just a bit like, okay, I get, you get it. it. But your, your point is, what's the need? But what? Like, is there an expectation from the company? I don't think there's what's a need. I think, I think, I think, look, it's cool, man. If you want to pay your commiserations and anything mm. like that, that's fine. Um, the bit that took it a step too far, I understand putting out a post on a yeah. social media account. I get it. The next step beyond that is seeing like the header of a website say, we offer our condolences to Her Majesty the Queen, etc. Now, if you go onto the Boots mm. website, it's still there and it looks okay. It works beneath. When you're looking at fashion companies do it, it looks extremely out As of in, place. what you mean so is it because it's top. Resting but it carries on as a normal fashion website and like the selling things and yes it carries on like normal okay, so you're you're feeling it's it. not it's not consistent yeah not even that it's like you've got people yeah, modeling oh, okay. pictures and got it, outfits got it, got beneath got looking really snazzy and then you've got this somber thing at the top and i'm like this so does the cohesion, not look good the like cohesion you should have thought like... of putting this as a blank then you front through page or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah, it. but then obviously that kills the conversion rate, so you're not going to do that either. Yeah, I, I either don't do it. So yeah, I, I think it was. Or like you're saying, do it tastefully and do it in a way where it's just, it's not, it's what you described there makes it sound like, well, are you just, you're just doing it for the wrong reasons. You're doing it for show. You're doing it because you, you think it's the right thing to do. It feels like they're doing it Appearances. just to keep up with what yeah, everybody yeah, it else seems has to be done. the done thing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's not helpful. It doesn't come across as genuine. I think that's what it is. Right. Yeah, it comes across very disingenuous, mm -hmm. which is a shame. Uh, other thing I mm -hmm. wanted to do is talk about some of the TV coverage right. out there. Um, so obviously you've got the 24-hour news cycle now completely covering everything that's happening about the Queen passing away, all these stories everyone's hearing. But the real primetime TV current is like 3 a.m. in the morning. Sorry, when after you're awake because... I think Sky News was standing outside Buckingham Palace. Were you awake at that time, were you? Were you awake? Sorry? No, I wasn't, but I saw I saw the oh, clips the next 3 day. 3 a.m. viral, right? The day And of... um, one of the clips was... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 3 a.m. the day of. And obviously, the anchor's there. They've obviously gone live to her to get people's reaction because they want to feel the authenticity behind how people yeah. are feeling and what they're doing. They didn't think that they'd meet people who were literally off their rocker really high, um, just taking right. interviews. And they have to do the interview, and they've started the interview. It's live TV. Right. You can't cut it. So you feel sorry for the anchor who has to carry on the interview with someone who's completely off their face. And they're not making right. any coherent sense. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is mm. so cringe. But equally, I feel so bad for the news anchor because they're getting torpedoed mm. here. And they're just thinking, I've got to make the most out of the situation and just try and make lemons, lemonade out of lemons. If, if you can really call lemons, yeah. I, I think, look, it's three o'clock in the morning. So what do you expect, man? Are you expecting yeah. people to just be reciting poems like, you know, three o'clock in the morning? Like, what type of people are going to be there at three o'clock in the morning? Either you've got people who are waking up early, you know, Pretty like pray, praying people. Okay, you've got that sub, subset. And then you've got the people who haven't gone to sleep. And they're just like, yeah, like I said, off the rocker. So... Yeah. 
Yeah. Grief does a uh, grief. Back. Grief does funny so things thought, to funny geez. people. Even though that, that, that sounds like it's not real grief, not their issue. On that note, I read something really good, which I wrote down, which I'm going to include in my book whenever it gets published. It's said by the Queen, but it was in Prince William's, who's now the Prince of Wales' speech. Um, he, she said, "Grief is the price you pay for love." I thought that was really on point. I really like that. Just okay. a side point. I thought that was. Uh, I was just thinking about you know obviously when someone passes away, why is it that you're sad? And uh, trying to understand, you know, yeah, because is. you love them. You love them. That's exactly what it is. Mm. Or you feel love for the people that are affected. Yes, yes, that's also true. Mm. So yeah, so, yeah. Uh, on. One last one is uh the opposite side of the world so obviously we've spoken about fast fashion pr companies then you've got the underground side of the world which is not very well known uh this right. is the drug dealers so what drug dealers did and this is a Hustle. this is a news story 13 minutes after the queen passed away i'm gonna find the actual thing right okay 13 minutes after mm. the queen passed away they sent out a message to a bunch of people Offering discounts on their products. Let me just find it. Hang on. Uh, where Would you be selling them too? It's pretty bad. <laughs> so here you go. In tribute to the queen who's passing away at 96 years old at a time of passing, I will reduce the oh price God. of one Bolivian flake to 96 pounds tomorrow and Saturday, guys. And you put like a little clink champagne glass emoji. It's so inappropriate. What I will say is, okay. I don't know what that drug is. Right, it does sound very nice though. It's, I, it sounds like some ketamine. Bolivian oh no, the um, that was that sounds like a Bolivian flake. God. I think. Do you know what it sounds uh, like? Though? Coke. It sounds like you know. Just listen. That's coke. Listen. I'm not asking what it is. I'm telling you what it sounds like. So you know, like when you go to McDonald's and they have like a summer menu, right? You know, like the uh, Fiesta stack or whatever. This sounds like the ice cream man has come, and he's got this summertime flake. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Like ninety nine. But it's got all this color coming out of it. And I'm like, yes, I want that. And then you ruin it. And you're like, no, no, it's Coke. And I'm like, okay, I just ruined it. It's nice to picture in my head. Summertime flake. <laughs> I mean, the name It Bolivia just sounds Blake. Bolivia. Kind like I'm thinking color. Me, really. I'm thinking expression. I'm thinking a carnival in Brazil. Like I'm just thinking it's like. You really have. I have. I've seen, I've seen that. It's fine there. Does he mention Bolivia in there? I don't, I don't think he does. Anyway. I mean, I'm assuming they must get yeah, some of it out of there, but okay. It's just terrible, isn't it? So he's, uh, to yeah, honor so the queen it, passing, here's some drugs. It is, but then I can see... Th well, I'm not defending them here, but they're capitalizing on a marketing opportunity, aren't they? Because they're prime people who they're selling to. Think about it. A gram of Coke right. is 150 quid. Sorry, no, that's wrong. An ounce of weed is 150 quid. Grams of ketamine are 30 quid. So if you're offering a discount and that's your that's your main target market, the upper class people who are likely going to be feeling the pain of it, if anything, they've seized on the opportunity, haven't they? So you're saying what well, really, really what they it, should have done is they should have put the like, logic a, behind it. like a hashtag or an at and just at the royals and be like, listen, if you're feeling it and you just want to not feel it, then you know, we <laughs> if you're feeling you know, it, we can get you sorted with some some you don't gear. Don't feel it anymore. Come and see yeah. me. Right. Just, hustlers, man, hustlers are gonna be yeah. hustlers, that's it. Yeah. But this is the flip side, isn't it? This is this is the other side of um, the PR side of the world, which is underground marketing. Mm. 
which which you have no outrage on, and you can capitalize whenever you feel like it. You don't get any flat because no one so, sees it. <laughs> there you go. Like you Something said, underground. A little bit there. Do you want to, do you want a lighter story as well? People gotta make their money somehow. All right. Gone. Had my first teeth whitening session. You video is gone. <laughs> you still there? No, I'm okay, still I, there. I can see you. you. Um, yeah. Just make sure it's recording on your side then. So you know what's funny? You know the kick, the kicker is right. So yeah, remember is, we had on. the talk about massage lady, and I kept calling her Jade. This lady's name's lady was actually Jade. Mm. So I had a Jade. I don't know what it is about Jade's, but Jade came. And uh, yeah, it so it's. Uh, have you had this done before? Teeth whitening. I think okay. I've done it before. Yeah, a couple of times. Actually, no, I haven't done teeth whitening. I've done uh, polishing. polishing. Right. Okay. So this was. Um, she told me like loads of different things. She's like, look, there's staining, and there's discoloration. And she took this like really close up picture of my teeth before and showed me, and she was like. Yeah, it's not stained, but it is discolored. But, you know, obviously, this is your whole life. Uh, he's talking about coffee and, you know, you should use straws, which I do for other kind of like staining drinks. And so I've had the first session for like an hour. It's so hard killing the time, man, the 20 minutes. You're sitting there with these glasses on, your eyes are closed. You've got this like weird blue light uh, over your over your teeth, uh, the gel's on. And you just don't move and you just you can't fall asleep either, though. But uh, so the first 20, first two, two 20 minutes, I had like music on. I was like, nah, this isn't working, man, because I don't know how long I've got left. I need some sort of sense of that. So the last one, I just put a podcast on, and I was like, oh, this is much better, because now I'm just listening to the podcast, and then that's it, time was up. But uh, I will keep you posted, so I got my second session in a couple of weeks. She said, with two sessions, you can change, or yeah, change seven shades of white. So, uh, so yeah, there you go. If you're thinking about teeth whitening, it's, thumbnails it's not painful. Uh, I had it done at home, so there is a mobile option for this. Uh, I think my main concern was not going like Ross level, you know, glow in the dark white. I think that was the main concern. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're back now, video. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was like, is this going to happen? She's like, no, don't really. Yeah. That's yeah, everyone's yeah. Like, no, concern. I don't like that. That's just weird. And then, I mean, you, I'm even just looking at myself now. Like the flashes you got my teeth now. Yeah, quite good. It does look good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But it looks quite good yeah, with that I mean, white light just, on anyway, I need so. to walk around with these white lights on. Going to get you a new job. Just follow me around with lights on. Yeah, man. Follow you with lights. <laughs> you light me All up, right, baby. next segment. So I've been told I have to go first for Confessions of a Married Man. I don't like this. I feel like it's all on me now. To do makes, make, makes, makes a change, doesn't it? Go ahead, viewers, what you don't know, yeah, is this little guy. What you don't know, yeah? It's obviously not the, <laughs> yeah, well, you don't know your brother, like, I'm going to tell you, is uh, like, uh, he just messaged me, you know, like constantly, and like, he'd be saying like, uh, so what's your content for this week, yeah, what's your confession, like, what's your doctor story, I said, listen, mate, it doesn't work like that, like, if it happens, it happens, if it don't happen, it don't happen, it? how about you come up with a story, innit, like, yeah, I do, that's quite good, I do come it? up with the story every time, when have I ever come up short for you, you do, you do, you, do. you come a, up with a doctor a, story, okay, doctor, I was at a wedding reception <laughs> on Saturday, I had 10 minutes to myself, and I thought, here we go. What's content Here we go. Week? And I thought, here's one. Good lad. Play Bangara Bingo or Bangara Musical Bingo, whatever you want to call it, with your missus at a wedding reception and you'll have a really good time. So, back right, story. So before you tell me, you tell me it, let me guess. 
Go on, go on. Backstory, go. So backstory is you play to 16, you choose 16 songs, mm. go into the wedding, first person to Each. hit 16 wins. Right. Mm. Now, obviously, you can't pick the same songs as one another. You can have some overlap, which is fair, but there's got to be some that you no, like. No, but as in you don't teach us lists, so... Yes. As in, no, but if you're making lists on your own, for example, you're both going to have Dinpeg on there. You're going to have you Hostel can. on there, both of you. You can. No, but as in, then do you go back and change it then because you've got too many the same? Uh, Sort of. You can do, yeah. Obviously, if it's 16, 16 the same, then yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit awkward, isn't it? But... We just chose yeah, like yeah, random yeah. ones. Okay, okay. I, I, at the beginning of the wedding, I was three for three. The first mm. three songs they played were the first three I called. I was like, yes. I didn't get it in chronological order, but I was like oh, three wow. for three. I think at the end of it, I got like, I didn't do all 16 in the end. I think I have 14. Uh, I got one, two, three. That's pretty good. I got nine out of 14. Yeah. Wait, what? I got nine out of 40. You said I you had 16. have enough time to write down 16 songs. But the concept is that I made up 16. Got it, got it, got it. So you had 14 right. total, right. Yeah. How many songs did you get? I think she had 16 or 14. I can't remember. But she stopped counting. I was like counting. And how many did she hit? Like, yep, 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 yep. She didn't tell me. But I'm assuming she got oh, like okay. seven or eight. However, I feel like we can make this catch on. Right. So let us know if you think that we should make this catch on. Because I feel like we definitely can. But yeah, that's one to play with your missus slash person you go to a wedding with because you're like, bingo, bam, called it. See, this is like, so you're playing this game when you're having stars or when you're not no, dancing, you're playing, you're playing it, it during or? on the dance floor. So if you're on the dance floor and you hear it, you're like, I wrote this on my list, bam. Because right, you know right. the ones you've written down, isn't it? Like you have a rough idea and you hear right, some that you right, miss completely right, right. and you're like, oh, should have put that one down. Ooh, How do I not put it on my list? Right. Fun, it depends on, depends on the crowd as well. It depends on the DJ. It does depend on the crowd. You got some DJs. I sure. went to some events recently. Well, you went to an event, didn't you? I don't know if you talked about it on the podcast where you said the DJ was so bad and you were like downloading songs for him to play. <laughs> oh, shit. I never told this story, Remember? did I? All right. So my mate, yeah. uh, I'm not going to say a name because you might not want to be mentioned, but it was a Muslim wedding. And... Muslim weddings are a little bit different in the sense that you don't know if the dancing is allowed to happen or not. Mm. And the bride and groom themselves mm. don't know if the dancing is going to happen or not. <laughs> they don't, they don't know. Towards the end. <laughs> they can do a first dance, they can cut right. a cake and sit down and we're like, what's happening? And they're like, we don't know. So mm. you have to sit there and wait in anticipation of what's going to go down. Now at this point... But as in, as in you, just eat, you just eat, no? Like it's just a sit down dinner, no? Isn't that the... yes. But then we're like, are we going now or are we waiting to hold back to let the rain right, begin? Right, so the, right, got the got people it. that, you know, have 50% of people come for the food and then leave. Are they going to leave? Are they the ones holding back the fun? You're not and sure. Then you can really carry on. Got it. Then you can carry on. So we're at mm. the venue. We've all eaten our food and we're waiting. We're like, what's going to happen? And we're like, okay, mm. there is going to be dancing. We're like, okay, cool. This is nice. It's good to know. Again, we don't get this at Punjabi weddings. You, uh, This is the opposite. You're pressured to dance. At Muslim wedding, it's a bit like, ooh, if you dance, take your opportunity. It might not you, be there. Would you like to? Yeah, would yeah, you yeah. Like yeah. yeah. You've got to create the chances. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You imagine DJ says that. So um, we're going to open the dance floor now. And if, if you'd like to dance, then that would be absolutely cracking and right now compare that to punjabi <laughs> wedding right 
We're not going to start the dancing. Uh, you know they keep repeating the start of the song. Here. Until you get on, all on the dance floor, right? Where's the Grooms family? Where's the Grooms family? Who, who's here <laughs> from Birmingham? If you're here from Birmingham, you need to be on the dance floor now. Let's do all this stuff. And then you get to the dance floor. I think we need to restart the song. Yeah, let's restart the song. Let's play another 10 times. They're so aggressive, aren't they? <laughs> oh, wow. Right, <laughs> yeah, so you had a very true. tame thing. So you weren't sure so, and you were on edge and obviously you love dancing. So you were like, yeah, baby. You know what? I don't love it, but I like seeing everybody else dance and have you a good time. It. I'm like, it. cool, I can vibe with this. I have fun with that. Obviously, Listen, I don't like There are two moves. things you know I don't I have like to say. Moves. You don't like doing moves, but you do love dancing. And the second thing, this is for Sanj. If you don't know Indy, you must know this. Indy is in fashion. You may carry Thank on. you. Thank you very much. Anyway, continue on. So, what happened? Uh, yeah, so the DJ he yeah. starts playing songs. And about five songs in, right. he's looped the same yeah. song twice. And I'm like... <laughs> it's like, I've gone through my whole playlist. <laughs> I swear to God, he gone through his playlist because I'm like, bruv, this started 15 minutes ago and you're playing the first song again. What have you done? And he's looking there and I'm looking at is this guy and he is sweating. More than he must have been in there. He is profusely yeah, yeah, sweating yeah, yeah. and he's turned up in like... But is he sweating because attire. he didn't expect... Yeah. He's not turned up in smart attire. He's turned up in a jumper, right? And he's turned up in right. joggers. And I'm thinking, you weren't the main guy, were you? Your bandar clearly yeah, he's sent the you subcontracted to be a runner, DJ. thinking it's a Muslim wedding. They're not going to dance. You play a few background yeah. songs, you're good to go. He didn't expect that pressure. Yeah. Right. So his, his combination of songs made no sense. One minute he's playing like right. very new and latest. Next minute he's playing Dola Jagiro. And I'm like, that didn't work at all. Then he played Punjabi MC Mundi at the budget. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Like, that, uh, to be fair, that's a banger. You can play. You can play at any no, point. Not, you can play man, at any point. Not, but I do. I do agree. This kind of new old thing. PMC Mundi at the is wicked, man. When it drops on the floor, that stop it. Everyone goes crazy. The best, but what I enjoy is when Harvey Harvey mixes it with Dre, still Dre, and then I'm like, this is lit, man. I'm happy. Yeah, I'll tell you what do does piss well. me off. This was not, this is not a confession that I'd planned. But when you put bloody Makit Singh on Talahun, 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 Pangara, I'm like, look, we're doing it, man. I don't need a song to tell me to do what I'm already doing. It just pisses me off. And that song is about 20, 20 minutes long, 20 minutes long. Talahun, Talahun. Just keep saying the same bloody phrase. I'm like, this song is so old. Who listens to this? That <laughs> darshan, I didn't push you on that. That does not matter. Darshan song, good, man. Fuck like off. Leave song. darshan out. B21 ends. Darshan never cuts. Dar- no, no. Listen, listen, listen. No, no. Darshan is a great song. My point is this: when it when it starts and you hear the ooh, ooh, like, oh, everyone's like, ooh, like we love it. But when you're three, four verses in and it's just going on, you're like, where is it going, man? Yeah. Okay. No one has the capacity now. Out, you know this. Yeah, yeah. 30 seconds, man, like a minute max. The way Diljit makes songs, like your attention span, our attention span, I don't know what they used to do back in the day, man, when they only had like five songs to listen to. That's why they used to be yeah. on the floor doing snake dancing. There used yeah. to be weddings where women didn't come. It was just men. Men used yeah. to turn up and men used to do the snake dancing shit. So, yeah, man. So this dude, right, so you got this young dude 
presuming he's young. So this guy's sweating. He's, young dude? He's, he's fully shitting himself, right? And the bride is looking mm. at him like, you're fucking this up. The bride's sister goes up to him and says, what are you doing? And he says to her, he says, oh, right. I've got problems on my computer. It's not working properly. And I'm That's like, it. you're chatting shit. Go, yeah. You clearly <laughs> do not have the songs, do you? Right? So what he did was yeah. he had to make an announcement saying, yeah, a few technical difficulties. Just give me 10 minutes. I'm just going to sort, sort some stuff out and then it'll be good to go. And I'm sitting there like, yeah. wow. Now, one of the guys there went up to him and said, all right, you're clearly struggling. Play some Diljeet. Play this song, this song, this song. He's like, I've not got that. I've not got that. I've not got that. And I'm thinking, you don't have any of these songs. You're I've not got it or I've not heard of the song. I think that, one that of them he said, I've not heard, heard it. The song and then one of them he said he hadn't heard it. But then mm. all of a sudden it started magically playing 10 minutes later. And I was like, oh, that's convenient. So Sanj had to go up to him yeah, and yeah. she had to stand next to him for 15 minutes and say, right, download this song, download yeah. this song, download this song. Gave him a list to download. Eventually he had a couple things going, then he <laughs> looped it back up. He had to cut the music at one point because he yeah, was drowning so badly. Because he was drowning so badly, we started doing flipping bully on the dance floor to keep things going. That's how bad it got. Yes. I felt so sorry for Paul the bride and groom and they were fuming. And at the end, they basically said, we're getting a refund tomorrow, man. We can't be having this. So yeah, he firmly got rossed, basically. This also comes down to the also, like, look, when, you are, when you're doing a wedding, you're doing someone close to your wedding, you have a meeting with the DJ. You don't just book a DJ. You book the DJ, you sit with them, you tell them what the, you know, what's the first dance going to be, what's the entrance going to be, what's the cake going to be, how are we going to do it, what's the vibe you're going for. Like you do all this attention to detail, baby. Come on. I did that on mine, but I got given the sideman yeah, last minute. Yeah. Now, luckily for me, the sideman was okay. He could DJ. It was, it was fine, right? But I asked side for man, the main guy. At your house? Yeah. House? I, asked for, I asked for the main guy, oh. and he swapped, this, he swapped this other guy in the yeah. last minute. I'm like, what the fuck's this? Right, but he held it down. Remember. So I was but like, I'm, no, I, I do remember play. your DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So He's that good. was fine. I remember he came up to us now, afterwards. Yeah, but mm. afterwards, after that, um, if, if you obviously pay for the main guy and you get a rookie who's never done this before, it's not a good look. Not a good mm. look. So yeah, that was my long-winded confession. Mm. Uh, on to you, mate. So I was driving to work today not having had a confession and you know the pressure of you constantly asking me have you got a confession you got a confession you got a confession and then the confession manifested week. itself it's not even a surprise it's like Garen I asked you to do like yeah. orange rent homework yeah like, oh, it's, ah, not, it's not five minutes because it has to it has to come to you you can't think about these things it's just I have to think about what's happening in my week and sometimes there aren't things that piss me off and then, then I'm just forcing myself to get pissed off <laughs> Maybe that's why she asked me. She's like, why, why are you pissed off? I was like, I need to get in a pissed off mood so I can be pissed off about something for the podcast. There you go. Got it, got it. But uh, no, no, this, this is uh, completely genuine. So driving to work today and, uh, you know, everyone's trying to get work on time. Now, this is 11 o'clock shift, so it's not as much traffic as there would be in the kind of usual conventional 9 o'clock start traffic. And there was a cyclist, right? Generally, I don't have a problem with cyclists. You know, cyclists, cyclists, you know, hats off to them for cycling to work and not using a car like everyone else. Um, and he, this guy just, it's like he, he had no, what's the word? There's no purpose to his riding. The way he was cycling, he was like, he had nowhere to be. 
you know, time was standing still and he was just doing the, like getting. He was on a leisurely stroll, was he? So you couldn't even. Yeah, no, but he didn't. And, but he didn't look like he was just, you know, he looked like he was going to work. So he had the appearance of that, but he had no like get up and go about it. And uh, he's, so he's doing this like manoeuvre thing. And it's obviously, so you can't go around and there's cars parked either side and there's oncoming cars. So you're just like, you're limited by this guy. And I'm looking at the pavement and the pavement's completely empty. And I'm like, listen, a cycle is not a vehicle. Absolutely not a bloody vehicle. Why are you on the road? If there is no one on the pavement, get your ass on the pavement. Because if you're on the pavement and a pedestrian comes, you're concerned you might hit them and you're going too fast. It's very easy. You can stop, dismount, Walk a little bit, get back on your bike. Can I there's just, there's no business of a cyclist. Yeah, go on. Cyclists are supposed to be on the road, not on the pavement at all times. No, I know it's the law. And, and, and yeah, yeah, no, I know that. It just does not seem safe for them. It's frustrating for us. There's no reason they shouldn't be on, on the pavement. I don't, what's, what's the reason? Tell me why. Why shouldn't they be on the pavement? Because that's a danger to pedestrians. Cyclists can go into pedestrians and really hurt. No, but that, that, oh, yeah, if they're going fast. And this is my point. It's very easy. You see a pedestrian, you get off your bike, you walk. Very easy. Or they we have to think about stopping, stopping the flow of traffic. It's not safe for them. Yeah. It's not safe. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <coughs> if you're going to stand there. <coughs> oh, shit. <coughs> <coughs> so triggered he's coughing, man. Coughing right there. Yeah, man. If you're going to stay on the road, you need to be so tight to that red line, that yellow line, that I can't see you. You'd be stuck to it. Don't go in like your bloody Lance Armstrong and I'm your backup support vehicle. I'm the support car going behind you. This is what they think. Like they're leading the pack. It's like bloody Tour de France and I'm there like just, yeah, you okay? You okay? <coughs> so. Not on, man. The reason why they don't ride yeah. too close to the pavement is because of potholes. And if you think about oh, drainage God. systems. You know bloody everything. To, oh, oh, bloody potholes. Look at you. Coming to the defense of the bloody cyclist. I'm telling you the you, truth. You're an undercover Bowser cyclist. A cyclist so he tells oh, you tell me the truth. I see, see, like, oh, I this? knew, I knew. That's All it. these thoughts you've had, oh, I've already God, had. See. I'm merely here to assist you with your thoughts, okay? In what, in the transition? And yeah. process my anger, yeah? Yeah, I am. So basically, no. at the end I didn't, of, I didn't on put either Bowser side on of the cyclist, pavement, then. whenever there's a pavement, right? you have drainage either on one side or the other. It's never on both, I think. So on one side, if you're driving, mm. if you're riding too close to the side of the road or to the yellow lines as you would like them to, they could potentially dip into there and really hurt themselves and come off their bike. There's that. Also, going downhill on, on a bike is extremely fast. Like you could clatter into someone very quickly. They can hit up to speeds of 30, 35 miles an hour if, if done correctly, depending on the bike, depending on your attire. So for mm. them to slow down and dismount mm. quickly on a pavement... It's not possible. You're just going to clatter into someone because pedestrians walk out wherever they are. Now, the new highway code was up to date a few weeks ago. I saw an article in the BBC News about it. It says the highway code has been updated and a lot of people oh, don't know riveting. This. It's true because right, yeah. I didn't know this and the stat was which, the highway which part? code has been updated and mm. a lot of people don't know. Us being, us being drivers, we're supposed to take a lot more responsibility for what other people do in less able vehicles. That includes cyclists. So they're giving more rights to cyclists. Cycle to is not a vehicle. Cool. I'm just saying. If you you're going to do it, bro. right? If you're going to do it, I like what I've seen in, in London where the, you know, the, the road is widened sufficiently to allow the normal flow of traffic 
with your not, though, is it, specific cycle lane. I can tell you. No, but it's better than what we have here, man. It's not. It's not. No, I don't. In I London, don't. it's absolutely. But the con the concept thinks more sense to me. Because, because, because there's more traffic, more congestion, more cars, more accidents. There's way more cycle accidents in London with cycle lanes compared to anywhere else outside the UK. That's Fine. that's the, not yeah, disputable. that's not my concern. And they have their own. My cycle concern lanes, is when I want to drive. When I want to drive at thirty miles an hour and I'm mean limited by cyclists, that's just not our man. You're, just you're, you're, man. It's like being on a motorway. No, that's what I'm saying. But it's not safe to do so because the road is not allowed because I'm the old, the other cars and all this stuff. And this guy's just doing his little Lance Armstrong bloody thing, and then it's rude to horn at him. And it's like, bro, you should know, man. You little little mirror thing. Look at the traffic behind you. If you're on a motorway, if you're doing a driving, uh, what do you call it, a driving test or. Um, mm-hmm driving lesson you get marked down don't you for driving too slow you you're do, cycling yeah. too slow you need to get some nitro on that bike right Actually, you need to you're obstructing the flow of traffic you get marked down for driving too <clears throat> slow if there's a chance to overtake because i failed my driving test for doing mm. this once so yeah don't you got you got a major for that i got a major for overtaking a bus so basically the bus in front of me had pulled over and it had stopped it was letting passengers off so i indicated yeah. to go around but then the bus took off. Sounds so appropriate. I, so yeah. I had to stop oh. and then I had to pull back in and I was like, failed. And he said, I didn't fail you oh, for um, over- attempting the overtake. He said that wasn't your fault. I failed you for misleading signals. I was like, but I had to signal to get around him. But yeah, technicality. And the bus yeah. driver didn't signal to get off. He carried on. So I was like, right, that really did me over. So there we go. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I rolled backwards in my first driving test. Nice. And failed. <laughs> Yeah. No clutch control. Roll back the same test. Roll backwards. Yeah, yeah. And then had to put the handbrake up. So roll backwards. Did the reverse around the corner and ended up on the other side of the road. Oh my god. Here's how naive I was. I got to the I got to the end of the test thinking, oh, it's just a few minors. And the guy was like, <laughs> Yeah, so you've uh listen, he goes like this, he goes, Yeah, so you didn't say you failed, he goes, You've not passed the test. And I heard you've passed the test, and I was like, I've passed the test. And he's like, No. <laughs> You failed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh shit. This is bad. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like so shocked. I was so I was so much shock here. I was like, so why did I fail? It's like, well, there's a lot of things, aren't there? He goes, but just you know, the headlines. <laughs> You've rolled backwards. I was like, okay. He's like, you know, you you reversed you know what's funny? I actually remember this now. I'm thinking about it. When I was <laughs> reversing around the corner, <laughs> He was doing this thing where he kept constantly looking as if, and then looking at me to be like, do you know where you are? Like, you're on the other side of the road. Like, it's like, it's so bad that I have no words. Like, it was, it was that kind of like, you know, kind of look he had in his face. I'll never forget that. And it was fun. It was interesting. Not funny. It wasn't even interesting. It was one of the things where, because I've done so well academically in school, I wasn't used to failing a lot of things. Mm. so i didn't take that very well it showed there and, it uh, really showed there mate that definitely showed yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> my God. yeah i'd like getting a car with you willing my second now. then my second it my second attempt right like really nice instructor really cool smashing it had no minors got to a got to a roundabout and uh somebody was coming around the roundabout so i'm i'm here they're coming round the roundabout. They've indicated to get for this exit before. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I pulled out. As you would. 
this guy has changed his mind, not turned off his indicator, has come round. Instructor has to do emergency brake. Fail. Done. When they do no that, fault, done. my Aaron. He said he said me the end, he, and he was just like, "It's not your fault." So that right, got home, booked again, third time. I said, "Black man, this guy." I said, like, "Listen, I need the car because I need to visit patients. Patients are very important. These people can't get out of the house." I was saying all this stuff to them, and uh, yeah, I, pa- I passed that one. So you guilt tripped him into how many times you take pass? bus? Absolutely, man. Oh my god, no shame in that. No shame. I took my test uh, twice. That's it. Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank You're you for superior that. superior to me. You. That uh, you feeling of superiority. You are a cyclist. Uh, I'm not. I You're just a cyclist. Know I cycle correctly. Thank you. you no, no. Bal, get Indian to cycling. He clearly wants to do it. I'll be the driver uh, I've behind I've been him. cycling with him. I know his habits. I've, I've done it. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Like, as in leisure cycling or, like, on the road cycling? On the road cycling, like, pedaling hard. Because he got really into it during yeah. lockdown. Yeah, he yeah. still cycles a lot now. But me, um, I joined him a okay. couple of times, and he bombs ahead of me. I can't keep up with him. So, yeah. He's Lance Armstrong, and he gets competitive. Tour de France. Be, man. I like to call him Bowser. Tour, tour de, like tour de he's just powering through, man. Bowser. Bowser man, hundred percent. Just Bowser, lapping you Bowser, like this. Whatever you want to call him, man. You know, you know what makes me feel. You know, uh, do you know in uh, Captain America when he's like yeah. on your right, on yeah, your right, he's yeah, like lapping him. Yeah, that's him. That's him. <laughs> just, l- like that. just lapping me if you wanted to on your right, and I'm like, thanks, cheers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, dead segment. Like I'm here, just want. have a good time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> next bit. Next. <coughs> All right, Karen. So. I've got a confession lead segue for you. I had a had a discussion with my father-in-law on the weekend as to what's a good <sighs> okay. blood pressure rating to have. And luckily this week, you're going to tell, tell me about... You have pressure. many discussions with Not your many. father-in-law. He was just telling me what his blood pressure is. I think, a better, I think a better segment is just talking about you. and A better segment would be a recording of Indy's blood pressure while driving while his father-in-law's in the car. Now, I that, don't think that my blood pressure would fluster that would too be, much. I don't know. think I would. I don't get flustered. I just get annoyed. Oh, bro. I, I think... Yeah. What do you think of this for blood pressure? I don't, I don't, <laughs> <'Cause up. laughs> Shit. All right. All right. You're correct. No, no. Correct. We need some We need some data on this, baby. Right. Sanjay's going to hook you up, right? We're going to do this. Secret blood pressure monitoring. You've got to make sure your, your father-in-law doesn't know, right? So like under your jacket or something. And just record your vitals, like your blood pressure, your heart rate, your pupil size. Oh, Thanks, man. Excellent, anyway, man. blood pressure ratings. What's a good so, blood pressure? That's the first. That's the first. I will come to that. That's the first important thing. Blood pressure can be affected by many things. Being scared, being unwell, being stressed. These, these things can make your blood pressure fluctuate. So think of blood pressure more like a yo-yo. It goes up and down. At no one time will your blood pressure be the same. So no one reading is important. That's the first thing. A lot of people come in hospital on the back of one high reading means nothing. So before, the way GPs used to diagnose high blood pressure was used to take three random readings. That's all we used to do. Now we fit a box on you that takes blood pressure for 24 hours, takes about six, 700 recordings every like 15 to 30 minutes. And then right. it takes an average. And what that's trying to do is so you have, you know, you have your normal working day, you have your periods where you're at work, not at work, with friends, sleeping. So it's trying to get a good, you know, picture and idea 
of all facets of your life? Is it just some points in the day where your blood pressure is high, but your average is still then okay? Or is it consistently and constantly high? So that's the first thing. So now here's the thing about blood pressure. So unless your blood pressure is super high, I'm talking like your top number is like more than 180, 190, 200, then you may not have any symptoms. So kind of that mid-range of high blood pressure, so again, top number-wise, let's say 150, 160, bottom number, anything more than 90. 90 is kind of the magic number for GPs. Anything more than 90 at the bottom is kind of considered potential high blood pressure or hypertension, as we call it. And at that level, you're not going to have any symptoms, right? Only at the very, very high levels can you have headaches, loss of vision, nausea, vomiting, um, difficulty walking, very, very high, obviously, blood pressure, super high blood pressure that's been there for a while can lead to a stroke, <clears throat> heart attack, kidney failure, blindness. So, th- But those are very extreme things. But this kind of mid-range thing, initially, you won't have any symptoms. And the problem with that is that when you tell people they have high blood pressure, they're like, really? I don't feel unwell. Then you give them a tablet. The tablet doesn't make them feel any better because they didn't feel the unwell at the start anyway. Well, so they don't see the point of it. Worse. So they're not compliant with their medication. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you can have side effects. So one of the most common blood pressure tablets is something called amlodipine, which is a calcium channel blocker. Will give you swell, well, can give you swelling of your feet, or ramipril, which is an ACE inhibitor, can give you a dry cough. So yeah, you're right. So you can either have no effect or have a side effect. You're like, well, I had nothing to begin with, apart from this number, which I don't know if is is high or not high, and now I'm on this tablet. Now, what I say to people because often some of the work I do is screening based medical work and. Uh, if I find someone with a suspected high blood pressure, I'm like, look, the best thing you can do, because it's going to be hard to see your GP just with blood pressure, like that's just, it's just not, se- no, it's not that it's not sexy enough. It's like GP appointments are so rare. So like the complexity, what's needed in GP appointments is so high now that this kind of blood pressure checking is kind of been outsourced now to mm-hmm. pharmacies and kind of other settings like that. I literally say, look, hey, give me a phone, give me Amazon. I'm going to find you a blood pressure machine. It's like five quid. Take your own blood pressure get your own readings. If you come to any medical setting, say before an operation or for a job which requires you have a medical assessment, you've got your own readings. I'm going to use those readings. They're much more accurate. You've taken them in your own kind of place of comfort. You're not yeah, stressed. You're not worried. Because no one thing that can happen is something called white. Yes. And we call that effect white coat hypertension. Coin because in the past doctors used to wear white coats. Patients see the white coat, they get scared, blood pressure goes high. So it's not really high, but it looks high. So to give you an example, my uh, daddy, my grandmother, her blood pressure is one, I think 120 over 64. So she has like better than textbook blood pressure. 83 years old, super fit. Her secret is basically she wow. walks like three miles every day and she lived in, a, in an age kind of before McDonald's and that kind of stuff. So she just eats what she makes. Now, if I take her to your hospital for an appointment, she has blood pressure there, more than 200. The same lady just does not like it. And I always tell her, I was like, look, it's going it's to be high. So one reading in itself, not a problem. What we have to be mindful of in a developed country like we are in England, America, Canada, places like that, is chronic disease. So things like high blood pressure and diabetes are the real killers for us. So... In the past, we died from things like pneumonias and heart attacks and things like that. But our management of these acute conditions, these emergency conditions has got a lot better. You have a heart attack, you might have a stent put in, you don't die, you carry on. 
But these things like blood pressure and you know diabetes, they are the things that need to be controlled. Because like I said, you're not going to feel any benefit, but what you're doing is by being on this medication and controlling that blood pressure, you're offsetting the risk of you know, kidney failure, blindness, risk of stroke. So all these things uh, are super, super important. And blood pressure is you know the cornerstone of that. I think in the UK, once you get to the age of 50, you start having these well-man checks, which is kind of like once a year, see your GP, have a blood pressure, height, weight, uh, have some blood tests done. We uh, screen you for diabetes. We screen you for cholesterol. So what we call the cardiovascular risk factors. We live in a society now where we're not really hunter-gatherers anymore. We're very we're much more sedentary. I'm happy that my job involves me walking around and having to see things. I imagine you you do that a little bit as well. Or was it, it was just all Mine's computer, computer based? based but I, I make a point day. of going for a walk minimum every day, and I have to exercise at least three times a week. Otherwise, I don't feel good. Good lad. So yeah. Hmm. Good. So you're making a conscious effort. I think that that's the point, isn't it? I think whereas our ancestors kind of they had it built into their day. You know, uh, and I know, like for example, on Saturday we went to Canic Chase and we did a lot of walking, and then we went out for dinner afterwards. And it felt like you yeah. know we'd earned our dinner. We'd done a lot of uh, walking around. We don't have that unless you you build it in, and because of that, because of that sedentary, um, these chronic diseases yeah. creep in. And you think about it, like oh, so, it's all to do that we eat too much, that we have way too much convenience, and we just don't exercise. Diabetes is the product of that. So, yeah, it's really simple. I had a lady come in today actually with high. She woke up in the morning, she felt a bit hot, took a blood pressure, blood pressure was high, carried on, kept taking the blood pressure all day, but worrying and thinking about it, kept getting higher and higher and higher. She's on a blood pressure tablet. Rang 111, one more answer, please get to any. She came to any, I saw her. I was like, don't worry, it's fine. Blood pressure should come down. We had a good chat. I said, right, for next week, please take blood pressure readings if it's high. See your GP, uh, and I've given a recommendation for how we can tweak your blood pressure tablet. So this stuff really does happen. People do present to hospital. Sometimes we diagnose it for the first time. The thing, I guess, to be mindful of is if you're a young person and you genuinely have high blood pressure, so if you would have high blood pressure, then as opposed to somebody's elderly, when we say they have essential high blood pressure or essential hypertension, which is age-related expected high blood pressure, in someone like you of your age, that would be concerning. Why have you got high blood pressure? What is the underlying cause? There has to be something driving that blood pressure. So then you would be subject to a, a larger battery of tests to try and work it out. Whereas an elderly person would be like, well, let's just commence them on treatment. It's probably age-related. So that's important when it comes to, um, when it comes to uh, blood pressure. And the only other important um, group of people is pregnant people. So we talked about pregnant yeah. ladies last week and blood clots. There's a condition. Have you seen nope. Downton Abbey? No. Okay. So one of the characters in Downton Abbey is pregnant and has a complication of pregnancy called eclampsia. There's two conditions, preeclampsia and eclampsia. Um, one of the things that happens in that condition uh, is you start passing lots of protein in your urine and your blood pressure goes super high. And the combination of two things can lead to eclampsia, which is a very, very dangerous condition, which can lead to seizures in the mother and, and death. That's what happens in the show as well. Um, so high blood pressure in the in the context of pregnancy is can also be very concerning as well. So not something to be ignored. If you've got a machine, and we'll, you know we can talk about your father in a second. Um, it's just worth doing it every once in a while. So for example, I I do blood pressures on everyone in my family twice a year. 
So I have like a kind of medical check-in thing I do like twice a year. So I have a chat with them and you're concerned about anything. Let me take your blood pressure, make sure you get your eyes checked. And then for mum and dad and like daddy and granny and people like that, it's I review their blood tests, make sure you get your blood test done. They end up going to India for holidays and they end up getting blood tests done there as well and I'll review those. So it's just keeping on top of them. But even at our age, now and again, just doing a blood pressure. Not a bad I thing. guess so. I mean, what's the actual number that there you, you should be looking for then? Like, let's just give like a quick summary. So I'll let you finish your drink. Okay, so quick mm. summary. Textbook is okay. uh, 120 over 80. Okay, so quick summary is gone. You've got to ask me the okay, question. Well, what's and a I'll normal tell you number that answer. should be on the top? So 120 okay. is textbook and top. <clears throat> but that will increase with age. 80, anything above 90, we consider to okay. be high blood pressure. And how often should you be doing this mm-hmm. if you're, I don't know, in your 30s to 50s? 30 to 50, in between 30 and 50. 30 to 50s, twice a year, unless you get a high reading. Okay. And going on blood pressure medicine. The closer you get to 50, you know, you might go to a frequent. Okay. Going on mm. blood pressure medicine, is that better or worse for you? Yeah. It depends what you mean by better or worse. And obviously, if it fixes your blood pressure, is a good thing. From a medical perspective, if you're delaying the onset of certain serious complications. So, are there side effects associated that make everything has side effects? Worse taking but you're it? trying to. No, no, no. I think. Look, any tablet can give you any side effect. The problem is not every side effect happens in every person. So it's a bit of trial and error until you get to a tablet that you can tolerate. So that, that's that's the important thing. It's what where is your tolerance? And then you're trying to be on the least, the smallest dose that gives you the effective output. You don't want to be on the highest dose of everything just because you know it's going to give you the, you know, the result. But often that can be more harmful. So for example, you take too much blood pressure medication, you're going to have a low blood pressure, you're going to get dizzy, you're going to pass out. So that does happen sometimes to people. They're over-medicated. So, for example, like uh, <laughs> we have this often. People come into hospital and uh, we take the observations. Oh, bloody hell. Blood pressure is really high. And we look at their drug history. Right, there are four tablets for blood pressure. And then what happens is because they're in hospital, we give them the medications. What's happening at home is they're not uh, taking them. So in hospital, they take them all and the blood pressure goes really low. So it's not really high. It's just because they're not taking it. <laughs> we had a guy come in today with low blood sugars. And then the junior doctor came to us and said, so why is blood sugar low? And he goes... Oh, he takes his insulin, but he just never checks his blood sugar. And I was like, that's great, isn't it? I was like, so the, his body's having an, uh, the appropriate response. He's not adjusting his insulin units. He just, he's just taking it. He's like, yep, insulin, insulin. He's not checking his blood man. sugar and he comes in when it's like super low because something happens. And I was like, oh, but check sugar, man. <laughs> he just needs to get that scanny thing that Sanchez has. Go. What's it called? The, the, the Freestyle Libre. Welcome to the NHS. And the scanny thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Funding, baby, funding. Get it on your prescription, man. Not everyone's from London, you know. Everyone's posh, like you, like you guys. You guys are too posh. You got access to you all these things people commoners don't have in West Midlands. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 mate. That's right. Upgraded yourself, didn't I didn't you? Upgrade Moved to London. At all. Yeah, it's on prescription. Got all the access to all the premium stuff. Oh yes, you did. One day, one what, of us you might to London was on prescription. We know the technology is better than what it used to be. When it comes to checking your blood sugar. Absolutely. 
It'll be you first, me second. Thank you. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you play so much pro basketball, you're course, obviously immune you to this, the effects cricket, of diabetes, football, aren't you? Tennis. Of course. Everything. Mastery. Mastery, indeed. Mastery. Mastery. Not football. I've never mentioned football. I wish you could. To hand that right, wannabe Dr. Mastery. J. Is, I'm, I'm just, uh, I've just signed up to two new sports. Oh, you call me Dr. J. I've, uh, I'm taking up fencing and uh, archery. There so, uh, yeah. Because the current ones you do ain't enough, isn't it? It's not that they're not enough. I think you get to a point where you're like, I'm not going to get any mm-hmm. better. And that's fine. Like, I'm at a good level of badminton. I enjoy it. I don't get to play it all the time, but it's like the, you'll know this because you talk about it in the gym, you know, like the initial bit, you get the growth and then you get the diminishing returns, the incremental, the the very small incremental growth. When you kind of reach that and things, you're like, <clears throat> actually what I enjoy is this. Hmm? You plateau, yeah. So you enjoy the initial thing. So I'd rather do more things where I can have that I had something great here, Indy, yesterday. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell the listeners as well. The secret of living is growing and giving. I was like, wow, it blew me away, man. It might be the fact that it rhymes a little bit, but the secret of living is growing and giving. I give my time to you, and in turn, I grow. This is not a self-help podcast, man. I feel like you're turning it into that. This absolutely absolutely people want to feel feel good. I know. I'm just I'm just feeling it today. That reminds me. Tell the listeners and please give a shout out to the uh, the lady that reached out to you who didn't remember my name and just specifically for the lady. My name is Doctor Jazz. His name's Garden. Yes. Don't get it twisted. That's a very very nice message and it definitely made my day. Is nice. Doctor J. Lady's name is (laughs) Brender. You're like, it's not that fun. So she basically DM'd us saying, okay. how I do you say. listen to the podcast online? Because uh, she listens audio at the moment. I said, jump onto YouTube, follow the link tree on our bio, have a look. I said, out of interest, how did you get into this? And she said she stumbled across it. So that was mm. very nice to hear. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we genuinely appreciate your support, man. And DMs like that are always welcome. If you ever want to shoot us one, let us know you're still alive and kicking. We see the numbers. Mm. We know you're listening. We just don't know who it is. So please tell us. That'd be really great. And uh, we can yeah. make some adjustments from there and uh, give you guys shout outs like how we have done here. So yeah. Cheers for listening, Brendan. Wave. Mm-hmm. Hello. Sassy guy. All right. Thank you. Last segment. Go, go. Final point. Obviously, wedding season's mm-hmm. done now. Everyone's been to their weddings, come and gone. We um, have one to go to. I'm happy for you. Anyway, so... <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> wedding season's pretty much done now, right? It's September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're happy. Mm. It's good. Everything's all we pretty happy. much wrapped up now. Now, yeah. destination weddings are getting bigger and bigger. And yeah. obviously, people you know are just getting married more and more. Uh, we're at that age where it's all happening. It's all cracking off. Now, the question mm-hmm. comes, if you do a destination wedding or a wedding right. where you are in a place <clears throat> that not many people are from that you're inviting... How mm. much of that should you accommodate for or give hospitality to? Uh, now it's Are you specifically... Go on, go on. Go on, am I specifically... Are you specifically talking about how much should be covered financially? Is that what you mean? Or I'm not saying financially. Actually, it could be financially, how, many, how much you feed them, etc. Because if you're like the other side of the world and you're expecting people to come out there 
and cover mm. a lot of their own expense as well on top, you're probably going to get a lower return on people coming, which is probably what they're after and why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> there is like a bit of a, a middle where you have to try and make things sort of match up. And I'm just thinking, is there a bit of a discussion there to be had and figure out, is there like a sweet spot that guests understand you're going to be covering them a little bit and you understand if you want people there that maybe couldn't make it normally, you're going to have to help them get there as well or give them a place to stay Mm. or cover some food, whatever it is. Yeah, I think uh, I'm just thinking about the two. I think I've been to two destination weddings. Um, First one was one of my dad's friends that was in Rome. So Europe, that, that was one where it's like, we knew it was happening. So it was like, well, you're not just going to go for that. You're not close enough where you're just going to go for that and then do other things. You might as well make a holiday of it. So for us, it was more as a holiday and then we're attending a wedding. So we didn't, we were going to go anyway. So we didn't think about the the outlay of that. What ended up happening though, actually, we had the closest hotel to the venue. Like even the family went there. Um, we're like walking distance from the thing. So we covered that, and then obviously the hospitality at the wedding is expected. You'd have that in the UK as well, though, all the food and things. Uh, and then I had another close friend's wedding that was in Portugal. That was one of my uh, friends from school. Shout out to Rajin Groups. And yeah, so essentially what they had done is they had signposted like, okay, this is where the wedding's going to be. This is what you re- where we recommend you stay. These events are going to be happening and the, on these events. Um, you know, there's going to be food essentially. Uh, and again, like there was a group of us from school, so we just kind of did organize everything else around that. There was no kind of expectation as such. But I think it's different when you're on friend level as well. You don't really expect because you're like, my friends are getting married. The focus on them, we don't want to give them stress by asking them like lots yeah. of questions and things. But I think if you're, if it's a family thing, then I think there they can be expectation. Um, so for example, when I got married, we had a few people coming from abroad and we made like a little travel pack for them, which was, these are the venues. So you've got their normal agenda. This is where you could stay. These are the average nightly rates, um, car rental places, things to do in the day, like going to Birmingham and seeing X, Y, Z. So yeah, we put a little thing together, useful information. Um, but I know at the end of the spectrum, you're right. If you go to a far, far wedding, then you'd expect maybe... Flight, I don't think flights will ever be covered. That's that's quite hard to book people's flights as well, isn't it? But people have like hotel rates, don't they? Like the wedding rate or something, or they'll cover a couple of nights, say the the event. So actually, yeah, good good point. This year, we were invited to, I think it was Budapest for a wedding. Couldn't go in the end, but it was at the Ritz-Carlton. It's really nice, like top level. And, uh, that's expensive, two, man. Yeah, very, very, very rich people. Um. Yeah, two. I think three nights were covered. Hotel. Uh, they, they were going to give us like three rooms, um, three nights. Jeez. So that yeah yeah so that would have been. So I think it does depend on obviously your capacity as well. Obviously at their level, it's doable as well. Uh, and you're right. The the reason why you're doing a destination wedding, if it is simply to filter out people, then you don't expect people to travel. Europe for us guys here in England is obviously much more achievable. Um, it is. Went to Canada actually for uh, for a friend's wedding as well, uh, just after our wedding. But again, we incorporated that as part of our honeymoon, so you know we sorted everything out ourselves. I don't know. I, you, you know, I I am of, yeah, 
Yeah, baby, stacked it. I'm of the opinion, if if I'm going to someone's wedding, right, and it involves me having to stay somewhere, I never want to ever be dependent on someone to stay. Like, unless yeah. they're very close, right? So, for example, when my Masi's kids get married, I'll happily stay in their house. No issues, right? But unless it's super close, like, I'm going to book a hotel, I want to book my own transportation, I want to know that I'm fully independent. I've got my own space. I want to get ready, get ready. When you want to leave, you can leave. Food isn't a thing. It's just, I've seen it where it just becomes, you know, um, it's just extra work, obviously, for the host as well. And if your level of expectation isn't the same as the host, right? So I've seen it where you've got people who really put out if you were to come to them. And the same people have gone elsewhere and it's not been reciprocated. And I've seen that. Like to the point where, They've basically just walked out the house and booked their own hotel. So, yeah, that, that's that's my kind of opinion. Just yeah, do, yeah. What do you think? I don't know, man. I'm torn because on the one hand, I can kind of see it depends on your financial capacity of the couple and the family if mm. they can afford mm. it and if they can afford to obviously have you stay out there or stay with them. Uh, capacity of the house, all those things. I think negotiating a discounted rate with like a with a hotel nearby goes a long way um, because naturally you can think of shuttle cabs going there and back. You can think of setting things up in such a way where it does that. And if you say a shuttle cab service with one company, get an idea of numbers and maybe, I don't know, cover it for the first night and the second night they can do it themselves depending on how many nights yep. there is. I mm-hmm. think it makes it much more welcoming for guests. Uh, especially if it's in a location where maybe they're not well known or if they're elderly by elderly, I mean in a different country, you don't, don't speak the language. They're going to probably mm. struggle a little bit to get around. So doing things like that goes, I think a very long way. Um, cause if you think about it in England, if you bring it down to like, if you bring it down a level and you go into a different city, naturally the groom side would have a coach going to the venue coach, then take you to the party this is back in the day, and obviously when parties and weddings were done on the same day, you know, God, mm. remember those days? What fucking dinosaurs? Anyway, so everything was working on the same day, and then they bring you back home, which makes perfect sense. Mm. Nowadays, that's that's not expected at all. It's uh, You can make your own way there. They will have some kind of coach, but they want to know about numbers. And it yes. probably won't be done for the second day. It's mainly just for the first day. So I, I understand why, why parents back in the day just did everything the same day cost efficient makes sense it mm. may not be as enjoyable mm. for the couple but it it's it's easier it's to engage everyone in a big bulk on one on one day so yeah that's my view on it i think every couple is different what they want to do is there is up to them but i think even just a little bit goes a long way even if you aren't mm. that well off i think having a little bit like negotiating a rate at a hotel would make a big difference to people because they'll be like oh okay you can get a bit of a community vibe going there at the hotel. Like, oh, you're here for the wedding. I'm here for the wedding. You can get to know them, make friends, etc. All those things. It all molds really well if you do it. If you if you execute it well. That's a good point. And we had a you know we had a wedding in um, hmm, what's that? Where's that place? Just uh, outside of London, North 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 Hims, Mims. Uh, St Albans that's it anyway St somewhere Albans. north yeah. of London somewhere north well not, not north yeah St Albans we had a wedding there Shindy and I and uh, 
booked into, I think it was a Holiday Inn. It's where all the, we were on the groom side, but all the bride side were staying there. But we'd seen them all at the civil mm. wedding anyway, because we were close enough to go to that. So they all knew us anyway. And it was, it was nice, like you said. So when we were coming and going from events, it was like an after after party. Um, we were just chilling with those guys, a good vibe downstairs. The, the following morning, the day after the final event, um, we had breakfast. We were all there kind of together. You're right. It, it was really, really good, nice vibe. Um, so yeah, I echo that sentiment. It was a good vibe. There we go. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tell us if you think any different. Um, if you think there should be more given, less given, if there's any point in doing destination wedding, should it be immediate family? Let us know your controversial, flagrant thoughts. I don't mind. I'll read them. I know Garen doesn't. I'll respond though. All right. Uh, on that coming. point. Let us know your on that point. On that episode. Yeah, go on. You don't know have a shared email address. You've got it synced yes. to your phone, yeah? Or not? Yes. Right. Have you read the YouTube emails or not? The comment emails? No. So the YouTube comment emails, I don't get them. They go to like a social part of the box that I don't get notifications for. Okay, because I get them all and then I leave them unread thinking that you're going to like see them or something. There's like I seven... I see them when I log into the channel and I... I see them when I log into the channel and I jump on and... and um, Got it, got it. Upload a video and there's like a notification there. Perfect, buddy. I'm going to press red to all of them now because I keep seeing it. It's annoying me. I, I can't have my emails. I can't have boxes showing unread Delete emails. Them out, man. It's fine. That's fine. You've made my day, man. That's that's going to clear me out 50%. You're welcome. Love it. You're very welcome. <laughs> love all it. All right. Catch you guys next week. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Much love. See you then. Bye.